0: Welcome to The Freelance Drive. Here we talk with skilled freelancers about their professional journey. Stay tuned for real life experiences to learn and actionable steps to take to improve your freelancing career. My name is Yuri. I'm a community builder at Code Control and 9am.works. And my guest is Vicky Kritov, a freelance social media marketing consultant who runs Happy Freelancers, a community of 1000 plus freelance creatives committed to maintaining peak health and happiness for fun and fulfilling lives. So welcome Vicky.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> Yay I'm so I'm so excited to talk about happiness you know and like <laughs> there are not that many people who are happy out there and even though that people kind of understand what it means to be healthy I hope they understand what it, what is it to be happy? What does it mean to be happy for a freelancer?
1: I think it means um being really personally fulfilled so enjoying the work that you do having time in your life for other fun things that you like to do so that the balance feels really good to you so you're not overworking you're not um spending too little time on your hobbies and other interests it's about finding a really nice balance of all of these things that make life feel really fun and fulfilling and whole
0: and how to feel that you what you are doing that you are feeling fulfilled that you are enough.
1: Mhm. I think um I think you know the best thing about being human is that we all have really different interests and skill sets and passions and I think um what I really encourage people in my community to do is to just lean all the way into those things that they really enjoy and I think oftentimes we overthink Uh, what we should be doing we try and follow other people's paths and actually that takes us quite far away from fulfillment and happiness but when we are really true to ourselves and we just listen to our kind of gut instincts we know already what feels good to us and I think it's about then creating um, work that um, is in alignment with that and then also just as as a general lifestyle just leaning all the way into that and not thinking or observing too much about what other people are doing and what you should, in quotation marks, be doing to be a successful freelancer.
0: You know, it's interesting. I'm talking to people and uh, I'm asking sometimes this question, like if somebody, if your client tells you to do something that you think is not right mm-hmm. or something is, uh, that you don't like doing, would you do this for money? And people are like, yeah, sure. It's like they're paying, why not? Mm -hmm. And then it also means that if you are doing only things that you really like, Mm -hmm. it might be hard for you to find clients. Mm -hmm. So how to balance this, having fun and finding clients? Because for me, it doesn't sound that easy.
1: Yeah, it's definitely challenging. And I've had the experience in the past where I've been freelancing and doing lots of work that I didn't particularly enjoy, but it paid very well. Um, So I've definitely had that experience Um, and I've also had experiences where I've done a bit of the work that has brought me really good money and, you know, it's what clients are happy to pay for. But then I've balanced that with other projects that feel more creatively soul filling to me as well. And I think actually, you know, it's a very idealistic world to think that you can 100 percent enjoy all of the work that you're doing. That feels, you know, kind of unattainable, let's say. But if you can find a nice blend of the two, then actually the energy and like, yeah, just the energy that you get from doing work that you love can actually fuel the other stuff. And you find that you can do it more easily, like it's just a task that needs to get done. And then you go back to the other projects that you really love and you can also kind of throw lots of good energy into that. So I think the blend of the two is works well and I think that's what most freelancers I found end up doing it's like maybe they start as a freelancer um coming from a full-time job and they just keep doing the skills that they've done there like digital marketing or copywriting or video editing whatever it is um but then they gradually kind of dial down that kind of work in order to spend more time doing the things they love and they just enjoy that blend of the two of them
0: how to listen to yourself? Yeah, I feel like it's the hardest part.
1: Yeah, it is hard. Uh, it It's a funny one because it comes very easily and naturally to me now. But I used to work full time in quite a corporate role. And I um, was very like just listening to lots of other opinions and just going with like how corporate was, you know. And I so I wasn't really listening to myself very easily but the way that I did gradually start to open up and get better at listening to myself was actually I found like it's quite stereotypical but yoga and meditation really worked really well for me because at a certain point in my life I was very very like overworking I would say hustling um, everything felt very urgent and important and I was fast and it was go 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 and that didn't give me enough time to really like think or just connect with myself very well so actually yoga and meditation really helped me to slow down like slow all the way down relax and then from that space I was able to um, yeah just get better in touch with who i am as a person and what like kind of like lit me up
0: so the hardest okay i i feel like i use the word hardest so many times (laughs) let's let's talk about the easiest Uh, i'm kidding um so if you are talking about finding time to slow down sometimes Mm. freelancers think that i can't slow down I have, as as you told, I have to go, 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 because if I am slowing down, I'm not getting projects, I'm not getting things done, yeah. like I'm I'm losing clients and all this stuff. But I understand, like myself personally, I understand that it's super crucial to have these pauses because it helps you to think. And it's exactly what I'm struggling with, you know, for <laughs> me, it's so hard to stop and think. So I'm curious, after you start st- doing these stops, what's mm-hmm. changed in your perspective of freelancing?
1: I think, honestly, slowing down, slowing down taught me so much. It's It actually changed my whole perspective on life, not to be dramatic, <laughs> but it kind of did because I was so used to going fast and having these blinkers on and I was so overly focused on work to the point where it, I don't think any of us should be that focused on work because we're here for a short time on this spinning globe, like there's... Yeah. So much to experience, and it was—it was really small things at first. Like I remember, I'd build time into my day to go for a nice walk at lunchtime, and I would um kind of force myself to be out for forty-five minutes or an hour, which felt so crazy to me because I was used to just ten minutes, quick eat, go, da da da. Um, and I started taking really long walks in my local area in the park and it was things like wow that flower is so beautiful or look at that squirrel playing uh, and running up the tree and you start to like really watch and notice everything and you realize like (laughs) again it sounds so dramatic but just how beautiful the world is how lucky we are to experience it and it just completely changed my perspective on like okay I don't want to just be existing and having my head in a laptop the whole time I actually want to experience life fully
0: and you know I also started recently doing some walks and what I noticed that when you upload download all things from your head Mm -hmm. from your conscious part Mm -hmm. unconscious part is still working And sometimes while having this walk, I'm having some ideas that I might not have like while sitting in front of the laptop, Mm -hmm. which is was like, oh my God, is it real? And now I'm using this like always like I'm stuck. Okay. I'm out.
1: Yeah, It's almost like, it's funny because people think that they can't make time for it, but actually it's a real good productivity hack. Because you're taking time away and like exactly as you said, that's when you are relaxed and you do get your best ideas and you get, you get such clarity, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's jump a little bit deeper. So what are the main ingredients of a freelancer's happiness?
1: I think this is so multifaceted, Um, so I'm just pulling up um, my sort of health and happiness wheel which is what I'm looking at now because there's so many elements to health and happiness and I think some of them we are used to um thinking about unconsciously like involving in our lives and other things not so obviously there's like physical health so it is stuff like going for walks and making sure you're exercising and moving your body because that helps your mind to switch off as we've discussed and also it's obviously just great for you generally um social as well that's a huge thing as a freelancer oftentimes we're working solo we're at home every day it's not good for us like humans are wired for connection and um even if you live with a partner or a family or friends it's still really good to have freelance friends because they're people that understand you and they're like-minded and they can hear your challenges and help you um loads of other things like emotional health. Like, are you just, if you're, you know, so focused on getting stuff done all the time, are you actually looking after your emotional health? Like maybe you want to take time and, um, yeah, just time to feel and be a human, you know, rather than do,
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) which is a, a huge problem for lots of people, not just freelancers, but just in modern society. Um, yeah. And then it's things like occupational health. So like, are you doing work that fulfills you? And we've discussed kind of elements of that already. Financially, how are you doing? It doesn't mean you have to be earning mega bucks, but if, you know, like financial stress is a huge stress. So if are you kind of, you know, okay in that regard, that is a big impact on your health and happiness. And then it's things like environmental. So there's huge, Like loads and loads of research around like if you want to do creative thinking you need like big open spaces like nature big buildings with high ceilings and windows and light and all of this stuff like really helps to expand your brain so if you are a creative I'd really encourage people to have a google around that because you're really going to think best when you're in an environment that is conducive to creative thinking rather than your tiny little flat that's dark or whatever um so that's important and then there's things like um intellectually are you stimulating your brain in a way that is nothing to do with your work like whether that's reading or are you like learning to play an instrument or you know whatever it is some sort of a skill that is kind of keeping your brain sharp and quick and you know helping to support like your other creative pursuits and then my favorite is like I don't know whether people like to call it spiritual or not um whatever your kind of opinions are here but I think this is just about like tapping into yourself we talked a lot about this already like your authentic self and just hearing like your kind of needs and just making space for them in your life.
0: It's fun that freelancers and usually people in sales are always talking about hearing what people needs are, but nobody talks about hearing what your needs. Okay, people are talking <laughs> about that, but it's mainly mostly some well being experts and all the stuff. But like in let let's say in professional, nobody talks about that. And I also heard and I also saw that you talk a lot about having fun. Yeah. So and I kind of understand that it's easy to have fun while you're on your ups. So let's say freelancers always have ups and downs. And when you're up, yeah, it's fun. You're doing, <laughs> you're creating projects, you're working with people, you're getting money, but yeah. how to have fun while going through this downs part.
1: Yeah. And it's that's really challenging because that will be the time when you feel like oh, your mood is low, like you don't feel like having fun, but that's when you need to do it the most because it helps you get back up so i think if you're having slow moments in freelancing maybe you're not having the clients come through that you anticipated you know that project hasn't started yet so you have the window of time so i would say rather than sit at home and stress and be on your laptop just trying to get clients all the time all the time this is when you go out and you're like yeah i love skateboarding i'm gonna go two hours and skateboard and just play around or whatever it is that you like to see you like painting that's the time to pick up your canvas and get painting. um and actually i think when we relax and when we enjoy ourselves like that then you can throw all of that amazing energy that you've cultivated um like into your next projects because you're kind of restoring and recharging, you know?
0: Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a great advice, by the way. You know, I've never thought about that because it's always sounds like, oh, it's unpaid time. I have to build my brand. I have to go through a pipeline. I have to call my old clients. But then yeah. again, you know, go have some fun, go do what you like and you'll get energy and you will do what yeah. you could do. Like in three hours, you will do it in one hour just because you will be recharged. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that.
1: That's okay. I also think, I just want to make another point here that I think clients or anyone can tell when we're fun and fulfilled people, you know? Like there's an energy thing, isn't it? You can tell when you get emails off people if it seems quite like desperate and stressy (laughs) versus if someone's chill and relaxed and it's just a totally different vibe. And I think as humans we really want to work with people that are quite relaxed and easygoing and i think nurturing that fun side of life is a really good way to become that person
0: you know it's interesting i had already over 50 conversations with freelancers about challenges and stuff and they told many of people told like never accept projects out of desperation mm-hmm. because you will get in troubles yeah. like better better go go on like choose another project but do not do that so yeah I I understand what you're talking about yeah. but how do you both have fun and be productive
1: So I think this is a tricky question to answer because I think it's like actually making time for fun helps you to be more productive so I do think it's a productivity hack even though it seems like you're taking time away that could be productive time mm-hmm. business you know
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Um,
1: but on a very practical sense it's just scheduling it in like anything else you would in your diary so you've got all your client calls in your diary maybe you're time blocking and saying I'm working on this project then that you make sure your yoga class or your lunchtime walk is in the diary non-negotiable like you know nothing that comes up from a client is that urgent to miss 45 minutes out of your day to do something that nurtures you
0: And I feel like it also suits a little bit into this concept that you shared uh, about working smartly. Yes. So tell me more about what does it mean to work smartly?
1: Well, working smartly just really means working quickly, I think, and with like really high focus. So I don't know about you, but if I spend... Eight hours plus at my laptop, my my productivity and my focus starts high, but it goes down, 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 down. And then by the end of the day, you're spending two hours on a task that could have taken you thirty minutes because your brain is just slow and tired. So actually, by um, doing energizing activities and giving yourself shorter windows of time to do your task, you're gonna work really fast and really smartly at them. It's like taking away all of the unnecessary, Time and just right. I'm at my laptop now. I am focused and I'm locked in.
0: But you know, it's a little bit of disconnection because sometimes people are like okay, freelancers mostly work for hourly rates, mm-hmm. and they're paid for how many hours. So usually, it's it's weird, but not for the result, but mm-hmm. hours. At the end of the day, you have to have result, but you know, nobody cares if you do this like in ten hours or in two hours. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you how do you connect your Productivity with hourly rate. do you work by hourly rate?
1: I actually used to work by hourly rates, but now I don't for exactly this reason, because I think, um, firstly, you could obviously have people on at completely different levels in their career, giving completely different levels of value to a business and to define that by an hourly rate, I think kind of undermines some of the value that you could be giving. Um, so I think. I I think this is happening as a bit more of a trend in freelancing now where um, people are starting to charge on like a project or package or results-driven basis for exactly that reason because it's more about delivering value rather than hours. And exactly as you say, you cannot keep your productivity high for eight hours per day. That is just really, really impossible. So actually it's in your client's best interest to work on more of a results-driven model.
0: And I also feel like when you are just starting doing something, for example, if you are junior expert, it's better for you to work hourly because you know you learn through this. But the more you learn, the more the faster you become. Like and that's exactly what I also see from senior experts that I'm working project base or I'm working subscription based, because at some moment you understand, you know, that's something that you can do in like 15 minutes. Other people will need like three hours, or because of connections you have. You know, yeah. you can find something out like you have to spend all day for that or you can just message like three people and get those answers like in yeah. an hour. So, yeah. yeah and... and
1: I think I'm going to some- say something really naughty here. <laughs> <laughs> um, even if you start charging on the hourly, I I would say when I started working on an hourly rate, I was so concerned about completely using that whole hour always for the client. And I was so true and honest with my time. And I would say it's okay to be a little bit dishonest with it. Give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. You know, you don't have to be like absolutely filling every single minute of that chargeable hour.
0: And I also feel like when you have this boundaries, at least how it works for me, when I know that I have to do some task in one hour, mm. I will constantly look at clock and yes. like, oh my God, 35 <laughs> minutes left. 40 minutes left, 35 minutes left. I don't, I didn't even start 30 minutes left. And then like the last five minutes, oh, I finally have to finish my task. <laughs> so basically, you know, in this, okay, so I'm definitely exaggerating, but in general, when you have some time limits, mm-hmm. you spend more time, like thinking and preparing things instead of really doing things. you know, like thinking yeah. about the task, uh, except uh, instead of doing the task, which is, I feel like not everyone understands that, but yeah, I bet there are these experts who just sit and like just do right away. And like, yeah, they're called robots, but <laughs> yeah, most likely there still are. So, yeah, And you know, Vicky, I really wish to have the sky is the limit to conversation, but time is the limit. So the final question,
1: mm-hmm. what
0: is your favorite food?
1: That's so random. <laughs> Um, my favorite food, one thing that I really, really love, it's my guilty pleasure is tiramisu. That's my favorite dessert of all time. So any chance I'm like out of a restaurant and I have a chance to order it, I'm always for that. I just think it's really delicious.
0: (laughs) What is your favorite place for tiramisu?
1: Oh, I don't have a specific restaurant actually in mind, you know, I'm just like, I like to try it wherever I'm in new places because it's always quite different. You know, the recipe is quite different. Sometimes it's a bit more like coffee flavored. Sometimes the cream's is different, but I'm just, I love it all. So I always order it.
0: <laughs> Got it. And yeah, Wiki, thank you so much for having such a fun conversation, sharing your experience. And it's been such a pleasure to hear and learn from you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, hit the like button or five stars and share it with your friend. That's it. We're done. See you in the next episode.